to Freshly Forever, a podcast that gives you fascinating insights week after week. Here's your host, Vai Kumar. Hey folks, this is Vai Kumar back here with you again on Freshly Forever. Today's topic is healing with plant-based diet and our guest is Shobha Swami. Uh, we did an episode with her on plant-based diet demystified earlier and I'm very thrilled to have her back here. And just to give you all an idea about her background, Shobha Swami is very passionate about health and wellness. And after 25 years in the automotive engineering field, she discovered her passion to regain vibrant health through food choices and has since changed her career. She is certified in plant-based nutrition from the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies at Cornell University. She's also a certified Food for Life instructor through the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. She advocates taking care of our health via a plant-based diet. And through the simple and easily accessible way of eating, um, she certainly emphasizes on preventing and reversing chronic diseases instead of resigning ourselves to hereditary factors and blaming it on those. Uh, Shoba also has a Surf Safe certification for proper food handling. Handling. She is a yoga and meditation instructor and conducts yoga and meditation classes from her home in Alpharetta. She is blessed with two beautiful daughters and a wonderful husband and their dog Ruffles. Welcome, Shoba, to the show, and I couldn't be more happier to uh, have you here today one more time. Uh, thank you very much, Vai, for inviting me to your show again. Um, it's been wonderful um, to have connected with you and to be here again to give more details about plant-based nutrition and its benefits. Look forward to an engaging conversation with you today. Oh, likewise. Uh, so... Just to give everyone a heads up in case they missed the part one of what uh, plant-based diet demystified uh, the episode on that. Uh, obviously, it's there for the listeners to go back and check on it. But uh, just overall, if you were to uh, give everyone a heads up on what plant-based diet is and uh, why you advocate switching to plant-based diet, uh, we could just go from there. Absolutely. Uh, we are seeing more and more uh, chronic diseases, chronic illnesses and chronic conditions. We define chronic disease and a condition as something that's long term, many, many years it spans. And then these diseases are largely preventable and reversible. That is the definition of a chronic disease. And chronic conditions are high blood pressure, high blood sugar, high cholesterol, these are all the chronic conditions that are seen at younger and younger ages. It is very concerning for public health officials all across the globe that teenagers are showing signs of, you know, high blood sugar, sometimes high blood pressure. So pediatricians are noticing these things. So it's a big public health concern. And so we are going to talk today about what kind of foods 
invigorators and help us prevent and reverse major chronic illnesses these illnesses are plaguing the entire world in many many different countries it's becoming common concept that heart disease diabetes certain types of cancer autoimmune illnesses gut issues are all becoming commonplace so how can we live vibrant active pain free lives so that we can you know get the most accomplished both physically and mentally in our daily lives in other words uh, you're saying whole foods um to nourish the body obviously plant based and you had mentioned uh for everyone to avoid oil in the last episode so what does a whole foods plant based no oil diet look like mm-hmm. so um whole foods let's let's break it up into little pieces so it's easy to understand whole foods only means food as grown in nature whole without being processed as available in nature for us you know um food from nature minimally processed by man through factories and other you know processing facilities so food as grown is whole foods then plant based we all know derived from plants we get all our proteins our carbohydrates like we talked about all the nutrients that we need we get directly from plant based sources itself there is really no need to go to animal based sources for many of the foods that we think we need from animal based sources so no oil we'll cover that in a little bit in uh, i'll go into into detail with that but uh, today's topic is basically food as medicine you know how can we use it to promote our health you know in terms of like like think about it as plant medicine you know plants affect and bring about change in our bodies as medicine so the no oil part is because oil is extremely processed very high in fat and has no nutritive value actually it has no nutrition in it so how is oil made say take for example olive and olive oil that is you know uh, so revered by all of us we pour olive oil on our salads we use it for cooking sometimes and all of these things but they first make olive juice out of olives and then what do they do from the juice they separate the fat the fat comes out as oil and it doesn't resemble either an oil or the color of olive juice or any of these things and then the rest of the juice is thrown away so when you throw away the juice that has the fiber that has the nutrients that has the minerals that has all the supplements that are in the original olive and all that is discarded what is left with only the fat so this kind of consume, consumption of you know uh, foods that are broken down like this are not good for our health eat the entire olive you will not be able to eat that many olives that you would get from you know it takes probably 30 40 olives to make one tablespoon of olive oil but if we eat some olives we would eat probably four or five olives chopped up on our salad or on our topping as a pizza or you know any other condiment we would uh, embellish it but uh, today we are consuming large amounts of olive oil which is really not good for health so if olives are good for health olive oil is not good for health this distinction we need to make if avocados are good for health avocado oil is really not good for health so these are all some of the things consume 
foods in their whole form. Consume avocado as such. Why? Because you get the fiber, you get the nutrients and nature has packaged all the nutrients very beautifully for us. We really don't need to go for supplements or think of things in a reductionist viewpoint or mindset where where am I getting my proteins? I mean, proteins come with carbohydrates, with other minerals, with other vitamins, with other... Everything is packed in nature very perfectly. For example, the beans and the four different food groups that we were talking about. So consume all of this. Not so much processed food such as oil. Oil is a heavily processed food. So the benefits lay in the ones nature offers versus what comes in a bottle. Is that correct? Very true. Very true. Benefits lay in in foods consumed as nature intended rather than coming out of a bottle or a packaged entity. And uh, another thing about oils is heating oils to high temperature is carcinogenic. And oils also cause inflammation. And sometimes the inflammation, most often the inflammation is very tiny that you can't really see or look and say oh, you have inflammation. But it's, it's at a very microscopic level. It's a very deep inside your tissues. You can feel it occasionally like aches or pains, but not really, you know, identify it as an inflammation from the external source. But internal small amounts of micro-inflammation is there in our bodies and oil contributes to that inflammation as well. And heating oils to high temperatures is not good uh, uh, at all. As much as uh, whatever you're trying to say is uh, the nutritional side of it and uh, uh, as much as we do not want this to be construed as medical advice and for people to see their physicians for whatever needs they have, uh, it, this is truly uh, uh, something that we can't ignore, and uh, I'm glad you touched upon it. Mm-hmm. Very true, very true. And the chronic diseases, like we discussed, are getting to affect younger and younger populations. And we want to protect and nurture our youngsters, and we also want to live longer, more vibrant lives. We should be able to walk up and down the stairs um, into our 80s, 90s. We should be able to go on a walk. Uh, We shouldn't be, you know, constrained to walkers and other things as we get older. We kind of um, assume and we want to uh, think that as we get older, it's going to degenerate anyways. And so we kind of accept it like hereditary factors as well as many of these chronic diseases. But that doesn't have to be the case. Um, The doctors that are proponents of plant-based nutrition live active, vibrant lives into their mid-80s and 90s almost. And they're running marathons, they're working out, they're doing strength training, um, you know, doing all the regular activities, you know. And that's the emphasis, you know. So more than anything, as long as we live, we want to live vibrant and active lives and uh, be independent, you know rather than uh, dependent on, uh, you know, pills, procedures, and uh, uh, effects of old age as we, as we see it today. So where is it and how is it that one can get started with plant-based approach uh, to their diet? Um, like we were talking about this, 
plant based nutrition covers all the nutrients that we need through four major food groups fruits are considered nature's candy let children think of it as candy give it to them as a gift give it to them uh, you know for special occasions um buy them you know the most expensive fruits or vegetables in the market as a gift and then we have vegetables eat all the colors of the rainbow children love colors so from a young age we can inculcate habits of eating fresh vegetables and fresh fruits for the children let them pick out their vegetables take them to the market and to the grocery store with you so that they get to pick out they have ownership of picking out the vegetables and in making the food then the third thing is all the grains grains like rice are all age old they are some of them are 10000 years old 13000 years old so corn wheat rye millet quinoa so many different grains we have so oats choose all of these and then out of the lentils and beans food group there's enough proteins and carbohydrate built into it along with all the vitamins so we must look at food as a whole and these four food groups beans and lentils grains such as rice corn oats etc fruits and vegetables so our plate should look colorful and come from these four food groups this is where one would start thinking and visualizing and encouraging family members to become part of this and the second part is whatever we are used to in terms of the foods that we have been eating so far whether we be whether we are vegetarian or ovo lacto vegetarian or just ovo vegetarian and or lacto vegetarian we can you know slowly look at how we can eliminate some of the animal products from our diet over perhaps a two week period you know slowly but surely reduce our dependence on those and stop buying it and once we stop stocking it in our homes we automatically will go to the foods that are already there at home which should primarily be more fruits vegetables and during meal times definitely include grains and beans and lentils for sure so these are the foods that i would like to for people to focus on and uh, keeping our environment free of some of these foods that are causing harm is the best way to get started and slowly one can start step by step one at a time fantastic um and again uh, we talked about organic versus regular and the affordability affordability part of it last uh, session when you were on um i guess yeah it's it's definitely not hard for anyone to grow their own vegetables and uh fruits and uh, that's also an avenue to save money plus you know what goes into the food that you uh, eat because a lot of times you hear you are what you eat and uh, so it's definitely very important to pay attention to that um so certainly um uh, good pointers as to how one should start and where we can start it's almost like you go to a yoga retreat or uh, whatever you know maybe Uh, involve friends in the community or involve the family and that way even while at home you can you can get started and it's a good uh, transition point so why is it that we do this what are the overall health and uh, risks associated with 
not being plant-based or uh, when we eat animal products and other things out there. So it's not just vegetarian and vegan that is plant-based. Um, I mean, that that is plant-based, but there's also other forms of diet out there. Uh, there's pescatarian, there's uh, meat eating. So how do we uh, alleviate the disease factors being plant-based? Plant-based nutrition has many, many benefits. I know in the media now, um, many other diets and forms of foods have become very popular. The paleo diet, the keto diet, the low-carb diet, the high-protein diet, eat proteins, um, and mainly everybody associates proteins with um, animal-based foods alone. Um, when you and people ask the question, where do you get your proteins? You know, when you tell people I'm vegan or vegetarian, they'll say, oh, my goodness, where do you get your proteins? Um, assuming that all forms of proteins come only from animals, but the original source of proteins, uh, like we covered in our previous episode, is, is that it comes from plants and plant based sources primarily 100 percent. The original source of all proteins is plants. The original source of all calcium is plants. Original source of all omega-3 are plants. So it's a myth somewhat that has been propagated that proteins are only animal sources. That's really not true. And benefits happen quickly when we switch from a, you know, regular diet, like you were mentioning, could be pescatarian diet or meat-eating diet in the United States is called a standard American diet. And surprisingly, the short form for that, the acronym, is also a SAD diet, S-A-D, standard American diet. So it's a SAD diet, keeping people sick and making younger and younger generations sick. Studies have shown that 10-year-olds in the United States specifically are shown to have white streaks in their arteries. That is the beginning signs of heart disease. So the number one killer, not only in the United States, but all across the world, is heart disease. So if a nutrition plan can help us keep away from the number one leading cause of death, then, then as, a, as a community, as a, as a set of people, and as a country, we have, we have definitely helped the population with regards to public health and other things. And, and the one thing that uh, plant-based nutrition can do definitely is uh, prevent and reverse heart disease. Preventing for those who have not had it, like you and me. And then reversing for those of people who have heart disease, where they've found out that either some of their markers are high or they have some kind of, uh, you know, um, indicators for heart disease. So they can reverse it. Um, 98% of uh, heart conditions and heart disease is reversible through diet and food. This should become common knowledge. And I'm so glad you're doing this by to take this to the uh, people all across the globe, that benefits of plant-based nutrition are multiple, which no one single pill or a combination of pills can do. It can reduce excess weight if we are carrying them. It can regulate our hormones. It can prevent and reverse heart disease. It can prevent and reverse diabetes. Bring down our blood pressure. 
reduce our risk of cancer, keep us away from pain due to autoimmune illnesses like arthritis and rheumatoid arthritis and osteoarthritis and osteopenia and all of these things. The benefits are plenty. So embarking on a plant-based diet like you were mentioning, just in a matter of few days, like one or two days, your body will start talking to you to feel feeling more vibrant. And if you pay attention, you'll see how much more energy you'll have. And in the matter of a week, you'll see small amount of changes like um, you may lose some weight, your uh, markers for many of these conditions may be getting better. And in a matter of three to four months, following this kind of a nutrition plan, benefits are plenty. Your doctor will see changes. When you visit your doctor the next time, they'll ask you, what have you been doing? What, have, what changes have you made? Keep doing what you're doing because your numbers are looking good. You are looking healthy. And, uh, you know, so these are some of the changes that people see when they get on a uh, plant-based nutrition plan. Isn't uh, type 2 diabetes and all of that, um, isn't the recommendation to just uh, eliminate the sugars that we eat? Popular belief is that when we eat sugary foods, our blood sugars rise. And this is common knowledge among most of us. And that's what we think. And we think avoiding sugary foods should make us start feeling better from diabetes. But surprisingly, People who are diabetic and avoid sugars, avoid even fruits that are high in sugar, for example, bananas, mango, pineapple, papaya, such fruits, uh, they see no, not much difference in their condition because diabetes slowly over a period of time gets worse and worse. Complications due to diabetes arise. Their medications increase. Sometimes the people have to start taking insulin. So, nobody really gets a respite from diabetes or it, it doesn't go into remission or it's not, it, they control their diabetes and their numbers, but not really, you know, able to reverse it. But contrary to popular belief, it's the fat that is more responsible for diabetes than the sugars that we're talking about. Sugar as in processed sugar keeps bad company. Like for example, cookies, if you take. It's made of butter, eggs, a lot, a lot of butter and eggs that is fat, as well as sugar. So we think it's the sugar in the cookies that's causing the diabetes, but it's more so the fat that's hidden, as in butter, as in oil, as in oily foods, greasy foods, fried chicken, fried foods are all that are the primary cause of diabetes along other lifestyle factors of, you know, exercise and other things as well. But primarily through the food, it is the fat that's the culprit for diabetes, not so much the uh, sugar. And also um, many doctors have done a lot of research and found that when people lose a little bit of weight, say, for example, 10 or 15 pounds or, you know, 5 to 10 kgs, um, they see big changes their blood pressure becomes normal. In many cases, the diabetes is reversed all on its own just by losing weight. Basically, you're losing fat. If fat is the cause of diabetes, the minute you lose fat and remove fat from your diet, you start feeling better and you have to, you know, you can almost get away from medications. I have a, a, a client of mine 
who's been on diabetes medication for 10 years and he was able to reverse it with a plant-based nutrition plan. So I have many such cases. Oh, that's great news. Uh... Back in a moment with our guest on Fresh Leaf Forever. We just want to emphasize that everyone has to do whatever they do in consultation with their physician. Uh, We are just giving insights here, uh, Shobha and I, in terms of what is out there, what is it that can help uh, someone regain their health, so to speak. Um, In your practice, have you had cases where they have benefited in case of high blood pressure and uh, heart disease because everything is then interlinked to stroke and whatnot. And uh, there's also this saying that 70% of our uh, immune system resides in the gut and sugar is the number one culprit for uh, the immune system. So if you can touch upon those. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Uh, you bring up a very good point. Yeah. Heart disease, like we mentioned, is the number one killer, killing one person every 40 seconds in the United States. By the time we are done speaking this sentence, more than one or two people would have died in the United States of heart disease. You know, Um, I have a good friend of mine out in Michigan. His name is Paul Chatlin, and he has been featured in many of the plant based documentaries as well. And he has a wonderful story to tell about, you know, reversing and preventing heart disease. So he lost his father when his father was about 53 years of age due to acute heart disease. And many of the common procedures available at that time couldn't really save him and couldn't really, you know, give him an extended extension on his life. So when Paul turned 52, 53, He started feeling some of the symptoms of heart disease, like, you know, breathlessness when walking, when climbing stairs and so on and so forth. So when he went to his cardiologist, the cardiologist told him that he had probably he underwent tests to find out and he had quadruple blockages in his, uh, you know, heart. So the doctor suggested routine procedures of bypass or stent and asked him to, you know, find a date and come in for those procedures. His wife, on the other hand, mentioned to him, why don't we go and get a second opinion from a doctor that I know in Cleveland Clinic? Paul, very reluctantly and very scared he was that he was going to follow the same path as his father. But he went with his wife and they went to Cleveland from Detroit and visited the doctor in Cleveland Clinic. And the doctor in Cleveland Clinic that he met told him, He had two choices. One, he could go the regular route that his cardiologist was mentioning. And that the second option that he gave him was he could switch to a plant-based diet starting that minute, that day. And that in three months, he'd start feeling better from the heaviness that he felt when he walked and angina and other things. And in six months, he should be back to a vibrant, normal person. So my friend Paul gave it some thought and he said, what do I have to lose? My father went through all these procedures and we couldn't save him. So why don't I try, give it a try and see if this would save me? 
to cut a long story short it's been 8 years today and paul lives an active vibrant life playing tennis running marathons biking and all of this and has not had any procedure done on his heart and the only thing he did was to change his diet so he eating meat and potatoes was his basic food back then but he switched overnight to eating more salads more greens more beans lentils grains sweet potatoes potatoes these are filling and satiating foods so more vegetables and fruits so he's changed his life around and it's been 8 years now with no event so far so i have many stories of success like this of many people who've gone off of medications and who feel so much more happy vibrant and active you know to be able to run and do activities that we all do on a normal basis so i assume it does um the same to people with high blood pressure as well and while you give your thoughts on that i would also like to ask you uh does one have to be conscious of their weight when on a plant based diet does it have any relevance to the number of calories that you would put into your system because we all live in a world where like you said there's so many diet plans out there and everyone is like uh weight loss is the focus and uh we seem to have deviated from uh what gives you more energy and what helps you lead um a very very invigorating life so to speak uh but we just focus on this term and coinage weight loss weight loss all the time true true um if there's one school of thought that says weight shouldn't be a concern we shouldn't you know look at weight and we shouldn't you know run our life by weight and counting calories and all of this it's it's the body that we've got some people are little heavy some people are thin and they're naturally that way which is very true um but our joints and our ankles and our knees um are capable and are designed to take certain amount of weight and the little bit excess weight that we have puts a lot of pressure on our joints as well so optimal weight is automatically achieved if you reduce the processed foods that we are talking about including oil and then eat whole foods plant based foods as available in nature not so much as a product that comes out of a factory or or uh, you know a facility that is made so touching upon all these chronic conditions like you're talking about like um high blood pressure hyper pressure is one of the indicators or one of the conditions for heart disease and stroke and it has to be taken seriously and uh, you know like you were mentioning uh, we would suggest that you consult your doctor if you have any of these signs or symptoms um but plant based nutrition has a lot to offer even to reduce your blood pressure you know a good brisk exercise combined with a plant based diet and uh, you know reducing stress when you look at all these three together will reap he- good benefits with regards to you know uh, sub- reducing some of these conditions and uh, obesity seems to be a very big concern for public health officials um, all across the world children are becoming more obese and doctors are very concerned about it so 
um, what can we do about it or should we be doing anything about it? I think uh, we shouldn't obsess about weight and the numbers that a scale shows most definitely. We need to be, you know, enough body weight that we can, you know, we, we can have the spring in our feet to be active and to be vibrant and not to, you know, bog us down and pull us down, so to speak. Um, that would be your ideal weight. You would feel it yourself. You know, if you pay close attention to your body, you would know rather than going by a scale or BMI or any of these numbers, you would know what's, you know, uh, makes you feel more alive and active, um, wanting to go for a walk, wanting to go for a run or, you know, play with the kids or grandkids, maybe whatever the case may be. So obesity definitely is a very big concern in the United States. I think 35, 33 to 35% of our population, imagine one third of the population is obese in the United States. And obesity and heart disease have a very strong correlation. Obesity and diabetes have very strong correlation. Obesity and cancer has very strong correlation. So many of the chronic diseases that we're talking about have very strong correlation with obesity. So um, it's best to naturally, if you follow a plant-based nutrition plan, where like we were talking about, we don't have to count calories. We don't have to do nutrient tallying. Where are my proteins coming from? Where are my uh, iron coming from? Where is my calcium coming from? We don't have to do any of that. We don't have to do any portion control. It's a lifestyle. It's not so much a diet at all, though sometimes it's is named as a plant-based diet or plant-based diet plan. It's more a nutrition plan where you don't have to worry about all this, counting calories or counting nutrition uh, ingredients and things like that. It's Eat vibrantly, eat as much as, you know, you feel satiated and full and make sure that you're paying close attention to your body exercise and naturally pounds will drop off and you'll be free of many of these chronic illnesses. So that's the advice I have for people who, you know, um, want to talk about weight loss or fat loss or any of these things is to, you know, um, listen to your body. Be aware of it. Your movements. Can you sit on the floor? Can you get up? Can you pick up things easily? You know, can you tie your shoes easily? Simple everyday tasks, you know, are they difficult for you? Those should be the markers rather than, you know, a scale or a number. That's excellent. So eat a plant-based diet. Eat to the point that you are full and satiated, but at the same time, uh, not overload oneself and not keep eating uh, like we discussed in the first uh, session that we had with you. As far as a power plate, if you will, what is it that a power plate or uh, like this vibrant plate, what is it that you would tell the listeners to do as far as eating a power plate? Wonderful. Very, very nice, sir. Uh... Uh, segue. I have a lot of good information. People would be really interested in this part of our uh, discussion. Uh, a power plate consists of the four uh, food groups that we talked about. Fruits and vegetables that we all know about and then grains like oats, rice, wheat, millet, corn, all of these. And then, of course, all the beans and lentils, um, black beans, kidney beans, garbanzo beans, 
so many different choices you know if you don't like one you have so many choices so make these your you know foods these are the power foods that they'll energize you um help you play be a excellent athlete as well um and as well as lead you know daily vibrant lives and good question to ask is you know what can i eat um if you take away animal foods and if you take away the oils uh, can we make food uh, what are the foods we can eat you can enjoy the same foods that you're used to we make potato fries but we don't de- deep fry it in oil we just bake it in an oven you know cut up your potatoes season it with a little bit of pepper salt you know any other seasonings of your liking and then bake it in the oven and eat eat them as fries eat sweet potato fries for kids we can make pancakes whole grain pancakes buckwheat pancakes millet pancakes you know any of the flours that we get that are nutritious you can make pancakes out of it and then instead of having sugary syrup to be poured over your pancakes make a compote of say the different berries you know strawberries blueberries even frozen berries are you know make a compote out of it which is like a sauce a compote is a sauce so make a sauce out of berries and then add some sweet fruit to it for example a couple of dates for example a, a mango perhaps that is really sweet or a very ripe banana perhaps to add that little bit of sweetness and have that with your pancakes make them on a weekly basis for your children so enjoy the same foods that you have enjoyed all this while just eliminate a few of the ingredients that are harmful the animal based products and the oil those are the only two ingredients so can we enjoy ethnic foods of course all cuisines all across the globe indian food thai food chinese food mexican food italian food mediterranean food and not to miss the american food the burgers we can have black beans burgers chickpea burgers so many different choices so make all these vibrant foods make all the ethnic foods enjoy them for people who want to get started what i have one tip to tell them is make your family favorites keep the spices and the flavorings the same that's what our tongue is looking for is the flavorings and the spices so start with your family favorites and so that the family is energized they are eating the same food with the same kind of flavoring just eliminating one or two ingredients which is the animal products and not so much the oil you know avoiding the oil that's all so as i understand there's nothing to compromise and a lot of times when i go out and i ask people uh, hey what is it that you can give me i'm vegetarian they just think they need to give me raw vegetables and uh, uh, just nothing else but uh, grains are okay it is just how we eat them in a balanced fashion and uh, uh, even the breads and everything uh, try to eat as much unprocessed as possible whatever is possible to make at home uh just spend a few minutes it's a definitely a good family activity and uh, we do that all the time at home uh so it's just a matter of how we plan our meals around what we want to do and uh still keep it enjoyable and i think definitely you are echoing that message big time over here um as far as any suggestions on what people can read up in a book just to 
uh, understand whatever you're saying, um, you know, just to absorb that information better. Uh, and we live in a world where we Google everything and everyone wants to just understand for themselves. So I think any book suggestions or anything would be excellent. Yes, most certainly. Eating out um, plant-based, uh, people feel that it's a challenge, but it's not that it's not that you have to eat just uh, steamed vegetables or salads all the time when you go outside. Talk to the restaurant. They will they will be more than willing to accommodate you and make you uh, a wonderful platter. In fact, everywhere I go when I order out and I ask the chef to just put some vegetables, sauteed vegetables or vegetables together more than, you know, pasta and the tomato sauce, for example, if you go to an Italian restaurant, everybody else at my table are envious of my food, you know. So encourage them to put something special for you together and you'll enjoy your meal. No worries about that. And doctors that are, um, whose shoulders we stand on here in the United States are plenty and many, some of which I'll mention today. Dr. T. Colin Campbell from the Center for Nutrition Studies from uh, Cornell University, has he's also written a book called The China Study. It's worth a good read. And uh, it almost reads like a research book. So take your time to thumb through and read through it. It's uh, got a lot of information. And it's got a lot of uh, very good data on, you know, what are the foods that promote many of the chronic diseases. And then we have Dr. Uh, McDougall. Um, jo Dr. John McDougall has written the book Starch Solution, where he explains to us how carbohydrates are very important, not only for our bodies and as fuel, but also for our gut. So consume starches, consume grains, consume rice, consume potatoes, sweet potatoes. These are satiating, filling you up and give you a lot of energy as well. And then we have Dr. Neil Bernard uh, from PCRM who's written the book, uh, How to Prevent and Reverse Diabetes. And that's a very good read. Uh, all these doctors have their own websites as well. And then we have Dr. Esselstein from the Cleveland Clinic who's written a book on how to prevent and reverse heart disease. And he's got a website as well. So maybe we can put some of these links in the uh, uh, speaking notes um, along with this podcast. So uh, feel free to check plant-based nutrition talks on YouTube. Many of these doctors give plenty of talks. There are doctors all across the world, in England, in Germany, in Belgium, in Australia, um, in Turkey, in, in India, and many, many parts of the world. So um, Google all of them, talk to all of them. I'd like to give a shout out to Dr. Nandita Shah from India. Uh, she, uh, her organization is called Sharan India, and she's doing amazing work to reverse diabetes. And their goal is a diabetes-free India. Dr. Bimal Chajar from India, Dr. Pramod Tripathi, uh, Dr. Achyutan Ishwaran from Bangalore. So many doctors doing plant-based nutrition uh, and uh, seeing that their patients are really benefiting from this uh, way of eating. Oh, I can say with certainty, um, at least one name from that list is very familiar to me. Uh, Dr. Bimal uh, Sajar, um, in fact, my parents attended a seminar of his uh, many, many years ago, and uh, that helped my mom, um, helped my dad plan uh, meals for his uh, 
very, very minor heart condition at that time. And to this day, I can proudly say my uh, parents have uh, very much stuck to the program and as much as they could. And uh, they have been able to eat out, travel out. Um, and my father is in very good health. And uh, certainly, I continue to wish them the best. And uh, Dr. Bimal Sajjah was, uh, his program was very, very helpful. And this was like easily 25, 30 years ago that they attended the program. And I will make sure to include some of these in the show notes, whatever you mentioned, Shobha, and I'll make sure to put your contact information in the show notes as well. And again, that was just very, very good information that you shared with the listeners today. And I'm I'm just so happy that you were able to set aside time to talk to us. And uh, thank you very much. And we certainly look forward to future opportunities, possibly uh, having you and Dr. Jennifer Rook from Mohau School of Medicine, who you work very closely with on the show. And we can also talk about how uh, you as a yoga instructor, how you help people around in the community and in the area with your classes and also your nutritional counsels. I'll make sure to include all of these in the show notes. And thank you once again. Thank you very much, Vai. It was absolutely wonderful uh, experience coming on your podcast and um, talking to you. So thank you and wonderful. As a closing thought here, I would like to tell our listeners that uh, there are also very many podcasts out there uh, that these doctors themselves have put out a Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. They uh, do have podcasts also out there that uh, uh, can throw insights on how one can transition to plant-based lifestyle. And uh, once again, our guest Shobha Swami is, uh, happens to work with uh, a few of them, and she's very closely involved in Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, propagating this um, excellent uh, news about how one can regain or feel very good with their health following a plant-based diet and lifestyle. That was, um, again, just such a good experience personally for me listening to whatever insights our guest offered today. And I look forward to uh, being back with yet another guest Yet another episode here on Freshly Forever. And this is your host, Vai Kumar, signing off and see you all back again soon.